0: This podcast is produced by Painted Tree Boutiques. Welcome to the Life and Style Podcast. I'm your host, Kaylee Lane. On this podcast, I chat with dreamers and doers about all things life, style, and everything in between. Because style is more than what's at the surface. It's self-expression, creativity, and stepping into who you are. Hello, hello, my wonderful friends. I hope you're having a fabulous day and thank you so much for tuning in to the Life & Style podcast. Yes, I do still have a cold, so bear with me throughout the episode. Um, Hopefully (laughs) this will be clearing up soon and my voice will be back to normal. But um, I am just elated to share the conversation that I got to have with Alyssa Rosenheck. What an absolute treasure of a person. Alyssa Rosenheck is a celebrated architectural and interiors photographer and the best-selling author of The New Southern Style, which I love, you guys. She tells us all kinds of goodness about it. Um, She is also a stylist, speaker, and cancer survivor who, following diagnosis, pivoted from a consuming corporate career into creative entrepreneurship and pioneered a new business model in the field of photography. Through her best-selling book and platform hashtag the new southern alissa is turning messages into movements and providing a blueprint for others to tap into their creativity courage and use it as a tool for greater connection to themselves and others by using her voice to inspire and amplify the next generation of creatives she's an agent of change in the south and beyond you can find more of her photography work in the world's leading publications architectural digest el decor Domino, People Magazine, Real Simple, Cosmopolitan, Allure, HGTV Magazine, Southern Living, My Domain, and House Beautiful. When she's not traveling across the U.S. for photo shoots, speaking engagements, and other creative projects, you can find her at home in Nashville, Tennessee, with her supportive husband, Benjamin, and their light-filled, four-legged Pomeranian, Meyer Lemon. So my friends, it is with a joy-filled heart that I present to you the fabulous Alyssa Rosenheck. Well, hello, Alyssa. Thank you so much for being here on the Life and Style podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. It's
1: a true pleasure to connect with you.
0: Oh, I've really been so excited for it. Just so thrilled. Um, So to start things off, would you mind telling us a little bit
1: about who you are and what you do? Yes, of course. I'm an interiors and architectural photographer. Uh, I am an author of my new book, the new Southern style. Uh, I'm also a cancer survivor. I'm a dog mom and I'm a tremendous advocate for women and young girls to pursue their creative courage.
0: Awesome. What a, what a great summary. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. Um,
0: okay. So I'd love to get a little glimpse into your story. Um, tell me about, so I want, first of all, I'm sitting here, I've got your book right next to me. I've absolutely loved looking at it, reading it. It is beautiful. The Thank intentionality you. in it from cover to cover is just incredible. So You're I just amazing. want to set the stage Thank with that. You. I love, I mean, it, is, it has been so moving to read through. I've um, beautiful. So you know, it's, um,
1: it's definitely a coffee table book and it's um, people, you know, it, it serves several different purposes in my opinion, but it's really a book meant to be read. I feel like it's more disguised as a coffee table book and it's just filled with so much goodness.
0: Oh, totally. It's not the kind of thing you just like sit down and casually, you know, Mm -hmm. thumb through. You can do that because the photos are gorgeous, Mm -hmm. but if you really just focus in, you can get lost in it for a long time as I have learned (laughs) through experience. So, I mean, just fabulous. But anyway, so let's rewind a little bit. I would love to get a glimpse into your story. So can you tell me a little bit about kind of what events and pivots in your life brought you to where you are today?
1: Yeah, well, I'm a big believer. We all have a lot of life pivots <laughs> and oh, yes. I, I for sure am one of them. You know, I believe that life is speaking to us all the time and we are, are hopefully listening, but I feel like so many of us often are on autopilot or making choices out of fear. And that was me up until my early 30s. I went from full 50,000 foot view from the corporate world, working for two Fortune 100 companies, um, really chasing these arbitrary levels of success. And I was being fueled by fear. I needed financial independence. I needed structure. And I was coming from this lack-based mentality and I didn't, I wanted to be fiercely independent. I am fiercely independent, but I didn't want to rely on anybody. And I think those, those components really stem from how, how I was reared in childhood. And so I was letting that really dictate my choices up until I was 32 and diagnosed with cancer and then cancer when you hear that you have cancer, I had a very survivable form of cancer, I had thyroid cancer, but when you hear something so life changing in that capacity, it just stops you in your tracks, and you just start reevaluating the way you're living and start asking yourself really important questions like, "Am I happy? Is this nourishing? Yeah. You know, is oh. my life, is the the mirror image of my life? Is it?" representative of what I want to be doing. And it wasn't, I was miserable. And I was in such a season of change. I was in Chicago at the time when I got this diagnosis and um, really changed everything. I moved back to Nashville. Um, I picked up a camera as a healing catharsis for me. And I really let creativity heal me. in a sense, and of course, Western medicine, naturally, you know, and, and um, it really leaning into my creativity really connected me to my meaning and my purpose, and allowed me to innovate in an industry that was pretty archaic at the time, you know, this was 2014. I knew I loved photography. And when I was behind the lens, I just felt this like calmness, this inner stillness, this it felt like a form of prayer or meditation. And I knew that I wanted to focus on homes. I knew that I loved interiors. And at the time, big magazines wouldn't hire me because I didn't really have the experience. So I was one Mm -hmm. of the few photographers focusing on the digital landscape. So when you start saying yes to yourself, I feel like the world, you know, opens up and certain opportunities, certain like little intuitive moments happen where, you know, it will meet you at your yes. And certain things found a place where a friend's sister-in-law was needing it a, a photographer. She was a new designer. And I intuitively went into that project and intuitively styled it, intuitively shot it. And then I was like, what's next? And I wanted to show a further return on investment in my services with her and get her more clients. So I intuitively pitched it to all digital outlets and then landed my first editorial outlet with my first shoot. And it became a really synergistic relationship between my clients who are architects and designers and magazines. And it's blossomed after seven years of doing that into a really, really beautiful business, and I like to think that I've helped, you know, sustain female businesses along the way with the momentum. I've I've harnessed them, you know, through editorial outlets and new clients they received off of their exposure, so it's been a really good reciprocal synergistic business model for me.
0: Oh, that's incredible. And how Thank powerful. You. So photography really wasn't part of your life. No, for, I for no. until that point that you yeah, were, I've
1: like, read wow. the manual. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay. This is my starting point. <laughs> <laughs> like really back to basics over here. Yeah. So I, I'm a self-trained photographer. Um, And that has been, you know, there are pros and cons with that. Do I wish that I had mentorship early on? Yes. But did it also allow me to... Innovate a new way of doing business and pioneer a new path in my field? Yes. And was that really awesome and ser- of service of others for sure? Um, were there some pain points a hundred percent? Did I fail one thousand percent? You know, but and how you- important even- is failure? Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you just can't be afraid of the failure. So totally that um I've you know, I've been doing that, I'm still doing that. And then several, about three years ago, I wanted more. I just wanted to do a passion project and a dream of mine had always been to do a book. Um, and I, I did it because I didn't think I could. Mm. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I really used fear as a tool for myself and what direction I need to move in. And, um, and I just, I wanted, I wanted to believe in a vision greater than myself with a movement I created and it's called the new Southern and the Mm -hmm. book produced is called the new Southern style. But, you know, that was a a tremendous undertaking.
0: Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yes. I can only imagine all, Mm -hmm. I mean, how many hours went into creating this and Mm -hmm. what a beautiful result, honestly. So for anyone listening Alyssa's book is called the new Southern style, the interiors of a lifestyle and design movement. And can you just talk a little bit about, first of all, what it is and then kind of what, what the process of creating it, what inspired you and what led to this point?
1: Yeah, of course. So real simply, you know, the new Southern, it's a, it's a movement grounded in cultural change where we are honoring and humanizing our differences through the lens of creativity. And it's like, that is just what it is. It's about community. It's about um, really, it, I have several takeaways. I want the reader to, to, to really, takeaway from the book, you know, after reading it, but the, the bigger, the, the genesis of it, it, I shoot in a world of style and style is amazing, but I really wanted to bring and introduce an element of substance into this world that celebrates so much style with interior design. Mm -hmm. And the genesis of this project really came from my personal journey, moving to the South as a young Jewish woman. And at the time, I didn't really feel like I belonged. I definitely experienced discrimination and hate and you know, and, you know, there's still some of that lingering, especially right now with the climate we live in. I feel like, you know, Politically and racially, like everything is becoming so much more tribal. And I do believe in correction and healing, but I also believe in coming together in ways we can continue to bring everybody to the table. And this was a book really that embodied that for me. Um, It's incredibly inclusive. And I really want to honor a richness of heritage and ancestry and people's life pivots and how they developed their creativity and the courage to step into, you know, their truth and their meaning and their passion and how they are also converting that to community love, which is incredible. Um, You know, this was this, this really started out as, you know, a simple idea, but really quickly grew into a story that is a little less safe, you know, for a book like this, but I think necessary to tell. And it's a story about celebrating our differences and finding solidarity through our creativity. And, you know, that is the underlying, lining theme throughout all the pages.
0: And I mean, the format of the book in itself speaks so much because, I mean, it's separated into different styles that different mm-hmm. people, um, embody, and mm-hmm. then each person's kind of feature in the book. So if you, if you get the book, you you will be blown away because it's just beautiful interviews paired with beautiful photographs of people's spaces. Um, but I, I feel like even the format of the book in itself is validating to so many different walks of life and styles mm-hmm. and, um, design philosophies. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just, I feel like you are doing something really important with this book.
1: Well, thank you. You know, and there's something in there for everybody, you know, and if you, you just take the time with it, you'll, you'll walk away, hopefully a little lighter, more inspired and comfortable with your own life pivots.
0: Yes. And which leads me to my question. Yeah. What do you hope readers will take away from the new Southern style ultimately?
1: Well, so much, <laughs> No, um, I feel like, I feel like the biggest gift we can go, um, we can, we can give ourselves is, is to really go inside ourselves, to go inward and to create that stillness. And so, you know, I want these pages to be able to hold your hand through life pivots. Um, why? Because you know, all of us listening have gone through so many and they can be painful and scary Mm. and, Everybody in the book has gone through tremendous life pivots. Um, I'll speak to mine. You know, I came from an emotionally abusive childhood. You know, my father's an unrecovered alcoholic. I let fear rule my 20s, you know, I feel like I survived the corporate world and pivoted through cancer. And those little baby steps yielded really big results for me. And it just takes little baby steps forward. That's it. You don't even have to focus, you know, on the outcome, just be very process driven. So that's number one. I really want these pages to hold your hand through those life pivots. That's a big one. And then, you know, number two, I want the words to inspire creative courage, Um, why? I, I think we're all creative. I'm living, breathing proof that we're all creative. I didn't think I had a creative bone in my body until I was 32 years old when I decided to pick up a camera. And, you know, for me, it saved my life. I feel like it allowed me to leave behind an ordinary life for an extraordinary one. And we don't have to do it all at once, but if we create that time, like 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, 20 minutes to really investigate what's scaring us and what's fueling us. I think that's a big thing. Yeah. Um, and then number three, you know, I want, the new Southern to inspire us to continue to be our own agents of change for ourselves, our family, and our community, and really believe in a vision greater than yourself and get clear on what that vision is for you and for your community. And I think that's when that clarity is when real change happens. Mm. Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of
0: course. So I, as I've said, I can only imagine the all the different processes and learning curves that were involved in mm-hmm. putting out this book um, it from was beginning.
1: Like the literary world's a new language, especially for those who, you know, I'm a self trained photographer and I'm not um, a, a writer. I do it privately. Uh, I would argue time. otherwise. <laughs> well, thank you, but you know, even it's just it was a whole new world and navigating that world, you know, definitely takes a village and I'm grateful for mine, but it was like learning a new language.
0: I'm sure. I'm sure just the logistics, navigating all the hoops that I'm sure there are to jump through. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So all that in mind, as well as the content of the book itself, what were some of the biggest life lessons that you learned through the whole process of creating this book?
1: Ooh, a lot. Um, You know, it, it was a big project for me it was of course my bucket list i had a lot of fear around it i feel like emotionally and mentally i had had to really work through my fear and um you know when you're writing a, a a book with of this magnitude you're there's pressure there are deadlines um you're still navigating your career as well and i think the biggest thing for me was Truly, going inward and developing a really strong self care practice for myself, mm. so I can show up for myself and my creativity. um I definitely I took the last six months um, of writing the book off from shooting, you know, professionally, and I just ended up shooting for the book and finished writing it. And it was you know definitely filled with travel, but lots of time at you know in my studio writing, and I feel like you have to have a calm mind in order to produce the things that are authentic to your heart. Oh, and so much message. truth to that. And it's, I never experienced this because, you know, when you're photography is so different you have the stimulation in front of you and you just have that energy going through your body and you're like okay i just have to channel the energy to capture what i want the the visual story to set to tell but with writing you're literally staring at a blank piece of paper and then you're you're you know you you have all of these emotions yes. and so for me it was a strong meditation practice it was a lot of breath work it was making sure i was eating well drinking enough water sleeping well to where I could relinquish and surrender in order to receive the gifts that were coming my way. Mm. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, or else I,
1: it would still be a blank piece of.
0: <laughs> yes, it really is. <laughs> yeah, self-care is such a, like, mm-hmm. non-negotiable <laughs> mm-hmm. fundamental step yeah. to, for creativity, Yeah, but I
1: do, I do think that for visual artists, I think it's really important for visual artists to write and to journal and to have, you know, morning pages or creative pages or whatever that is. And just like a free flow of subconscious for you. And they may not have to see the light of day, those words, but it helps give you clarity in what your message, your brand, the future of your art will communicate.
0: Totally, totally. I've gone through seasons of my life where I'm doing that more consistently than others. And Mm -hmm. in the times when I'm writing consistently, uh, it's unreal, the difference that I feel. And the way that I'm able to be more effective in other areas of my life that might be completely unrelated to what I'm writing about, but Mm -hmm. to have a place to put a name to things that I'm feeling, experiencing, wanting, and then to be able to move out into the world with that already um, processed through. Mm-hmm. Really is so,
1: such a game changer. Are you writing now?
0: Yes, right now. I would say not <laughs> as consistently as I wish I was, though. Yeah.
1: I mean, you're wearing so many hats, too. You're a mama, you know, you're a creative. So, how are you finding time to get into that receiving state?
0: Oh, that is my big question. <laughs> <laughs> whatever people say I don't know how you do it all I'm like oh I just I don't I don't do it all no I do I I think, have to prioritize what's most important in my life every I think day that
1: you you can have it all you just can't have it all on the same day you know yes it's that's like, a better way to say it yeah I do believe that um uh, we don't have children yet and hopefully one day we will but just with you know, the business. And I, I can't even being a mom is the hardest, most important job there is out there. And you just, I feel like it's just more compartmentalization and making use of some of that downtime.
0: Yes. And accepting help, I will say has been one of the biggest lessons I have learned something that I really wasn't forced to put into practice until motherhood. Mm -hmm. Um, but accepting help, accepting your village, really, (laughs) there are so many, um, so many yeah. lessons to be learned through the act of receiving.
1: Yeah. I'm a serial delegator. So mm. I'm like, I have no problem. <laughs> I'm Like uh, if, if it is not my strength, I will find somebody who, where it is their strength and we will delegate that. <laughs> so that's <laughs>
0: wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. We can, we are stronger together. We just are a hundred percent. This podcast is produced by Painted Tree Boutiques. With locations all across the nation, Painted Tree is home to hundreds of local vendors, all under one roof. The incredibly talented vendors at Painted Tree specialize in gifts, decor, fashion, soaps, candles, and so much more. It truly is your one-stop gift shop and a shopping experience like no other. Life & Style listeners, you want to check this place out. Visit PaintedTree.com to find your nearest location and get your shop on. That's P-A-I-N-T-E-D-T-R-E-E dot com. So I want to hear about your home. Um, Tell me a little bit about your home. And one question that I love that you asked um, people that you had interviews with in your book, Mm -hmm. you asked them, what is your home design philosophy? So I would love to hear that from you.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty laid back. You know, I'm pretty chill over here in in our (laughs) space. I am. I just visually... I am probably um, uh, motivated a little differently because I need visual rest and visual peace, and so I witness, you know, so much every single day <laughs> that you know I really created a space for us to um, support just maximum peace for us. And I have one paint color throughout the entire house for continuity. Um, you know, we have soft linens. Um, our home is pretty neutral with pops of color through artwork. Um, love. We, yeah, I, I love mixing textures like wool and mohair and linen and cottons, like, you know, no rules there for me. Mm. And um, I really love just earth tones um, and, you know, patinas and things that tell a story. And for me, I'm pretty selective with the things that I bring in the house. So it either has to serve a function, it has to inspire me, or it has to, you know, bring me joy, you know, Mm -hmm. and those are like, the the keys for me, if it's not inspiring me in a certain vision for, for myself, for my future, or if it's not yielding just warmth and joy, it has no, no, no place all for that.
0: And you're speaking my language with just wanting an atmosphere of peace, calm, stillness. I've always been that way too. Like I remember (laughs) in middle school, I was the one who, you know, always wanted to be listening to music that made me feel that way and be, be it any kind of media that I was taking in or putting out, I wanted it to, I wanted it to have peacefulness as its foundation. And I know so many people that are not that way, but I feel like in that way, you and I might share share something.
1: Yeah. I feel like we have a s- similar language there and it extends beyond the home. I am very much a believer in conscious consumption. So, you know, the TV we w- were watching um, with the exception of Handmaid's Tale, cause I just feel like that's torture porn, but I'm addicted to it. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate.
0: Oh my gosh. My
1: husband and I are so addicted to it. <laughs> I know. I know. But ben, ben is like, oh, we need relief. We need some joy. Yes. But like, oh, it is heavy. I know it is heavy. Um, <laughs> But even like social media, like if it does not feel like peace or love right now, it is not meant for me. <laughs>
0: so Yes. Yes. I relate big time, big time. Yeah. Love it. Um, awesome. So what would you say you love the very most about your home?
1: Yeah. Well, first that we have a roof over our head, you know, I think I'm, that is not lost on me. Um, This past year has just been filled with so much food and housing insecurities that have, totally affected marginalized communities. And, you know, I just am very cognizant of that. Um, within our four walls, the things that I I love and are priceless, although they may not, you know, depending upon the price point, it's just the art that I have in the house. Some of it is from uh, my very first, like, moments that I'm proud of in my portfolio. And then a lot of the art that I have are from gifts from friends that I just love and adore. Um, Catherine Erb is a dear friend of mine and she's a mixed media artist out of Memphis and she's amazing. She does this, these incredible cloud work series that are just stunning and just a good, um, really reminder to look up, which is mm-hmm. beautiful. And then um, I have this huge towering Chambers Estelle piece in our dining room. And that was such a special story because um, she's, she's fascinating and just so strong and courageous. And she's based out of Charleston. And she had a tremendous life pivot and has done a study of Women's confinement versus liberation in the beauty industry, which I think mm. is so riveted. Like it's just so fascinating. And um, several years ago, I was selected to be like B-roll for a fearless female segment for CNN and I wanted her piece because it just felt like so much strength and courage for me in the back while they were filming and she literally like overnighted the piece did a custom size for me and I just I cherish her I love so a lot of the pieces in our home are just really personal and have just time stamped really special moments oh and that's
0: another thing I know. I just keep bringing it back to your book. I do because I'm obsessed with it over here, (laughs) but that it's so, it's so special and powerful to have something in your home that you feel like speaks on a deep level to who Mm -hmm. you are and what you're about. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this book can be that for so many people. Um, and so hearing you say that about, um, the art that you have in your home, Mm -hmm. um, I think that can spill over into so many different
1: areas, including this fabulous creation that you have made. Thank you. And with the book, I want people to make it their own. You know, I think when you create something, I no longer look at it as my own. Like I want people to really use it, love on it. Take, I love it when, um, I have so many incredible women who will send me images of them, you know, underlining it and highlighting it. And I'm like, that is amazing. It is yours now. Like, I hope it gives you wings, you know? Yeah. Well, and there's such variety
0: represented in it that there is something that is really going to resonate with anybody who's flipping through the pages. So, um, love it. Okay. Um, so I love, you're all about just healthy lifestyle, overall wellness, kind of a holistic approach to doing life. And Mm. I love that. And I love seeing your Instagram stories each time I see it, I feel refreshed and you always kind of bring it back to peacefulness prioritized throughout your day. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so powerful and so important. Um, Yeah. Thank you for sharing with the world. Um, So I'm curious what daily rituals in your day-to-day, what do you find to be most important for your mental health?
1: It definitely depends on the day for me, especially right now. Um, And I want to go back a little bit because I feel like there's so much toxic positivity online and there are all these like faux, I don't know, messages that just don't make you feel very good, or at least me. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I definitely, um, try to bring it back to inner peace and stillness for me, because I'm not really wired that way. I am, I can be a crazy human being, (laughs) you
0: know, managing. Do you have a baseline of anxiety that you're combating on the regular? I don't
1: know if it's a baseline level of anxiety. I just think that when you have a growing business, there are all these different tentacles that you are like having to manage or Mm. the team component or for the logistics, the logistics. <laughs> and you know producing this this book during the middle of a pandemic in full transparency was really, really hard really oh, I'm hard
0: sure.
1: printers were shutting down we were we sold out the first week and we were on our second print run within the, f- the second week and we missed wow. we missed some holiday sales and I was like in the background having like total anxiety breakdowns <laughs> like oh, you know because you know and I'm just being really honest here because this is it's not all like unicorns and rainbows and like delving into your creativity like yes. there is like Like a full business side of things where people steal your images and you have to protect your copyright and you have to make sure that your vision is being fully communicated from people in New York who think they know better, you know, like all of these things. And so- I was grateful, I still, I have, I have an incredible team around me, but just like anything, you know, we have, you know, good, full, nourishing moments in our day and we have like, ugh, in our day. And so the baseline for me is really asking myself, what I need. When i feel like I am going into a mood, I really have to stop and pause and say, what do I need? What do I need physically right now? What do I need emotionally? Do I need to take a break? You know, so many, so much goodness could come from like a five minute break outside with like a, a cup of water and oh, like you, you recharge, you go back in and you, you start new. Yes. And, you know, cause that's the only thing that we really have is our present moment. And we need to be doing it with, with a full devoted heart to that moment, connecting to that moment. So that's the biggest thing. If I feel like I am not aligned to my moments, I am doing breathing exercises. I'm taking, you know, a five minute break outside and playing with Meyer or puppy, you know, and then I get back into it. And it's really ultimately, you know, how can I show it for myself today? And how can I, continue to show up for my community with like a non-psychotic heart. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and I think that's so important. Just, just the, it's simple, but
0: profound to check in with yourself regularly and consistently. What do I I need right now?
1: Yeah. We check in with everybody else around us. We need to check in with ourselves.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. For sure. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you could go back And you could give your younger self some key pieces of advice that you've learned along the way. What would they be?
1: I love this question. Um, Do you do do any inner child work at all?
0: No, actually.
1: It's a derivative off of inner child work. And um, right now, and it changes again, depending upon the day, but right now it's trust your intuition and stand firm in your boundaries. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Cause we, I just feel like the answers are within us, um, always. And if we quiet the noise around us, we'll be able to hear what we need.
0: Mm, That's so true. When It makes me think of when I'm in times in my life, when I'm really taking in too much, like maybe it's too much time on social media or I'm not giving myself time to be alone physically. Um, I get so unclear on what I want, like what direction I actually want to be moving in because it's so easy for the people around you, especially in the social media world, but even even unrelated to social media to tell you what you want and to tell you what the standard should be that you're working towards.
1: And everybody's an expert and not many people who claim to be experts are actually experts. And I've seen, I'm seeing this like new trend right now in social media where a lot of people are in the business of selling quote unquote business to others and almost like this predatory way. And so again, I'm just, I'm using social media to create and to connect. And if I'm not doing one of those two things, I'm, i need to be off social media. I don't, you know, I'm either creating or connecting to community and that is it.
0: Ugh, and you use it in such a in such a healthy and refreshing way that needs to be present in the social media realm. And so, I mean, I just thank you for the way, the intentionality that you bring to your platform, because I know that, I know that so many people need that presence to be there, you know, and, and when, when you make your decisions from a place of health and whenever you're showing up in a way that is healthy and whole, you're helping give permission to others to do the same thing. And so. I mean, you'll never know the ripple effects that come from, um, the work that you do and the things that you share. But I mean, I'm just saying, I can tell from the way that you show up and the content that you put out into the world, that it's the kind of thing that will absolutely have significant ripple effects.
1: Oh, well, thank you. Mm -hmm. I think we, we all have that within us, you know, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't even have to be on social media. It can be, you know, calling, um somebody that we haven't talked to in a while and ask, you know, how can we show up for you today? You know, and it's just, it's those little things. It's being kind to the people who are helping our days be a little smoother too. You know, it's totally, it's just kindness, go, kindness matters and goes a long way. It does. It just totally does.
0: Total game yeah. changer. Yeah. Um, so what, this is kind of a big one. What makes you <laughs> feel it's a broad question, but what makes you feel like the best version of yourself?
1: Um, that is a big one. Yeah. Um, not being rushed. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a <laughs> big know? one. Oh my goodness. Taking, I feel like taking my time and uh, taking my time makes me a good human being, a full hearted human being, uh, despite what's going on around me. And again, it's whatever I can achieve um, that, that inner stillness and alignment when I'm making choices, when I'm saying yes to the things that, you know, I believe in um, that are in alignment with my thoughts and my words and my actions and not rushing the process, really being connected to the process. Is mm. when I'm the best version of myself and getting sleep. I mean, <laughs> a lot yes. of sleep. You oh know? my goodness! Yeah, getting sleep. Um, you know, uh, that's pivotal. Maybe a glass of wine on a Friday. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but but just not not being rushed. I feel like pe- life is happening so quickly as is. You know, I like slowing. I like slow living right now.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. And these are, those are fundamental I think those are the foundational level. I, I don't know. I just love that because I think a lot of times we can get on the top level of thinking of what you need to be actively doing to be the best version of yourself, which there's some truth in there, but I think setting the tone, taking away things that will hinder you from being creative and courageous. A lot of times holds even more power, taking yeah. away the distractions and the chaos.
1: Yeah. I'm not fancy over here. I'm like (laughs) back to basics and, you know, I feel like just us, being and existing. We are full, beautiful, like loving versions of ourself. And there's too many things on, in in social media, in our society, where they're telling us that we have to fix ourselves and we have to love ourselves more and we have to do these things. And, you know, I just think that we're pretty incredible just the way we are. And we just have to be kind and, you know, make choices from a place of love and take time for ourselves and really, meet our own needs and, you know, help be of service, you know, to others and, and share our truth.
0: Absolutely. Couldn't agree yeah. more. So I'm curious, what are some of your favorite social media accounts to follow or podcasts to listen to?
1: Yes. Well, yours. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, I, you asked this question at an interesting time, cause I'm kind of on this cleanse right now. <laughs> Really? Yeah. I, I'm really into, um, I'm starting to do more things, you know, out outside, like I'm not a nature photographer by any means, but you know, what, like, what is like really inspiring my heart is going to the garden and shooting beautiful flowers. And, Mm. um, but I also, in terms of accounts, I love Sam Harris. I think he has a great podcast. It's called the Making Sense Podcast. And he is just, he's an interesting critical thinker. And he has really interesting guests on that talk about really important conversations that seem really high level. But I like the way he deconstructs really big high level topics, um, and shares pretty, pretty even points of view on a lot Mm. of things. And so I've really found, um, like peace in some of his words with some of the stuff that's gone on. And I, I love studio McGee just for like me
0: too, beautiful
1: visualizations. She's Shay is true sunshine. She is, she is as kind as you would think she is. And I adore her. So Awesome. Those are my, my top two right now.
0: That's great. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. So we've got a few fun, rapid fire questions for you. So lots of fun. I will start the sentence and then you end it and we'll kind of go through these pretty quickly. (laughs) So buckle up. You ready? Okay. I'm
1: ready.
0: I'm ready. (laughs) All right. My favorite color is
1: Oh, so many. Um, I know (laughs) (laughs) you're like, these are supposed to be rapid fire. And I'm like, nope.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's okay. It's really okay. We rarely actually Uh, get through through these super fast.
1: (laughs) I love earth tones and give me all the patina. I also love greens and blues. Like I love a good Kelly green and an emerald green. Um, And then any type of blue that reminds us of the sea. Those are my favorite. Yes. Yes. My favorite movie is. I don't have one.
0: Really Can't pick it. Can't do it.
1: But I can tell you all the shows that we have just been devouring. Please share. Yes. So Yellowstone in love. Like give me Montana, you know, all day long. Still need to watch that. Oh, it's really good. The Queen's Gambit was amazing. Mm. Bridgerton. Amazing. Oh, we just so finished good. that. So good. And then a new one that I just randomly like fell into was A Discovery of Witches. It, oh, I know they have two seasons. It's pretty good, you know. Interesting. It's a little fantasy with like witches and vampires, but I'm here for it.
0: Okay. I'm going to need <laughs> to find that now.
1: It's, a, it's actually, it was shockingly good. So <laughs>
0: that's awesome. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Okay. My favorite book is,
1: mm, I don't know. Um, I think I'm, like my brain is a little mush after just doing this one. <laughs> 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 and I'm I'm in writing mode right now. So I'm trying not to read anything except for <laughs> My okay yes yes is that okay yes absolutely let's
0: <laughs> let's move on to my favorite breakfast food is
1: oh I can't discriminate against like <laughs> at least a few of them okay pancakes waffles mm. french toast yes. um yeah I'm I also am one that will do breakfast for dinner for sure oh
0: okay, we're too similar here. <laughs> I feel that on a soul level. Are you level. my soul sister? <laughs> yes. I'm starting to think that's the case for sure. Um, my favorite place I've ever been is?
1: Mm, I have many of these too. So for different reasons, Santa Barbara, because it's just visual, just, it's a visual dream, every direction you turn and it's beautiful and inspiring. And it just, it, it touches my inner artist. And then I love New York. I love the energy. I love the hustle. I love how many opportunities and dreams you can make true in that city. And both, both are my favorite.
0: Great answers. My favorite role model is.
1: Ooh, I don't know if I have one. Who is yours? <sighs> do you like how I I know it's a hard question I know I always
0: ask Tim my husband these questions and he's like you have to answer it if you're going to ask me and I'm
1: like I "I can't I'm asking you I don't know (sighs) if I have a favorite role model yeah I I'm really um even as a creative I lean really into again things that are like writing media anything that's making me feel grounded like nature, nature's my role model.
0: Mm, yep. Feel that on a deep level as well.
1: Is that, is that a cop-out? <laughs> yep. you can. I'll, I'll count it. I'll count it.
0: Give you the point.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, I would describe my style as. Ooh. Um, I definitely have a uniform. I am pretty like classic, uh, approachable, casual, um, and repeatable
0: (laughs) Mm, I like that I like that it helps reduce decision fatigue yeah (laughs) I know I'm
1: like yeah for sure that's why
0: that's great okay I love what I do because
1: uh because it it puts me in alignment with my creative spirit
0: Mm. style adds value to my life because
1: oh I love style, but I also love substance. And I feel like style and substance add value to my life because um, I get to dream and play big with both.
0: Oh, that's good. That's really good. Thanks. Okay, So, (laughs) so share with us, how can people connect with you online?
1: Well, uh, you can definitely reach me, uh, over on Instagram. I'm Alyssa Rosenheck. You can also find me on my website, www.alyssarosenheck.com and just come say hi, introduce yourself, tell me your story and, um, would love to connect.
0: Love it. And is there anything else you want people to know as they're following along on social media? Um,
1: we are human beings behind our screen Mm. (laughs) and, you know, kindness matters. And for us just to put that foot forward, um, we'll have good days together.
0: Kindness matters. That's a wonderful, wonderful way to end this conversation. And Alyssa speaking to you today has been such a gift to me and I'm so grateful to you for coming on the podcast today.
1: Oh, well, thank you. It's an honor to even be considered and thought of. And I'm just grateful to have this beautiful conversation. You are light and I'm so thrilled with what you're doing. So congratulations.
0: Thank you, Alyssa. Thank you so yeah, much. I feel course. that I've gained a new friend today.
1: Oh, of course.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, I will talk to you soon. Thanks again. Oh, what an absolute gift it was to get to chat with Alyssa and now to get to share that conversation with you guys. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that something about it really resonated with you, as I know it absolutely did with me. Um, She is a difference maker and she is an absolute just joy of a person. So I want to leave you with this little excerpt from her book that I think is so beautiful and a great thing to kind of send you out into your date with. It is important never to lose sight of your childlike wonder and your sense of playing for playing's sake. Run through the sprinkler, pick up a paintbrush, play with chalk, sit at a picnic table with friends, eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Being responsible and being carefree are not mutually exclusive, and playing is not juvenile. It is the stuff from which art and creativity and dreams spring eternally. Beautiful words from Alyssa Rosenheck. I hope you have an absolutely amazing day. Connect with us on Instagram, the life and style podcast, and I will see you for our next episode. Thank you so much for listening friends. And I will talk to you soon.